Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. This is our post-show for NXT TakeOver in your house, the first takeover of the pandemic era. Uh, we're down a man tonight, so uh, just, you know, myself, uh, I'm Pat. I am Ryan. And I am your Deep Six champion, Joey. And yeah, so uh, Rob is not here with us tonight for this. Uh, I think he'll be back with us for Backlash. Who knows? But uh, and and I mean, he'll be here on Wednesdays. He's always here Wednesdays. But for pay per views, uh, you know, he wasn't here for Double or Nothing. Not here for Takeover. Who knows? I don't pull, is he gonna be back? I'm pretty sure backlash? he's here for Backlash. Yeah, wow. he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Rob has a weird work schedule. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he took off just because it's the greatest wrestling show of all time. Oh. Well, he's um, off every other weekend. So I, I was making a weekend, joke. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I was making a joke. Um, anyway, and speaking of the greatest wrestling show ever, uh, they, they, they ran several ads to it, uh, during tonight's show. Ugh, too many. And, uh, the, the one that they're running like for, with the promo for edge and Orton, uh, and again, the greatest wrestling match ever the the promo song for the, the show, I guess the theme song for the pay-per-view is the greatest show by panic at the disco. And I just wanted to take the time now to mention that, that this is the most unfitting, uh, bizarre song choice I've ever heard. Like it's like a blood feud with Edge and Randy Orton, and then it's just Brandon Urie singing. This is the greatest show from the Greatest Showman. Screeching, it. screeching it. Almost. Yeah, uh, really bizarre. I don't know. It. I don't. You know. I don't care about backlash. I'm not gonna act like I care. This about feels. This feels like uh, wanna be like WWE wants it to be a meme, just like Great Balls of Fire. Um, yeah, and it's just gonna yeah. underperform. Just like Great Balls of Fire. Hey man, you know what? Great Balls of Fire, it had it had its moments. Um. Anyway, uh, they also again in regards to backlash and main roster, uh, they did announce a bunch of stuff for Raw since our last episode, um, last Wednesday. So what we have for tomorrow night's episode of Monday Night Raw, they have MVP uh, is helping uh, is doing a what is he doing? He's doing the VIP lounge with Bobby Lashley. Uh, ahead of his title match with Drew McIntyre. Um, Rey Mysterio is going to be on the show, uh, and he's going to give an update for his potential retirement. Um, they announced the Peep Show. Yeah, I was getting to that. They announced tonight on this uh, on TakeOver that Christian is on Raw tomorrow for the Peep Show with Edge. And what everybody's been waiting for, the Viking Raiders are facing off with the Street Profits, not in a wrestling match. No, no, no. In a decathlon. Why would they wrestle? So if you've been really digging these uh, these sports segments and want more, they're coming at you with a decathlon this Monday. Should we go um, over what's in a decathlon again? N- no, we don't need to do that. Let everybody find out as a surprise. <laughs> There's n- I, yeah, not not for me, buddy. Um, Just saying, there will probably be a bunch of overweight jokes. Oh, absolutely. Um, what you call it? Uh, and then the other piece of news is just that uh, this week, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday, New Japan's hosting a press conference and announcing uh, their return for shows. Um, so, uh, you know, as our resident New Japan fan here, that has me very excited. Um, and we'll be sure to be talking about that briefly, probably on our AEW NXT uh, recap show on Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, um, I'll be happy to have New Japan back and you'll probably see some New Japan coverage on here when their shows come back. So exciting stuff. But besides that, no real news has happened in the, you know, past couple days since, uh, our NXT or just our AEW show. We didn't do an NXT show. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess it's time to just get into NXT. Uh, you guys ready? Always. Yes, sir. Okie dokie. So our show kicked off and, uh. Again, we didn't. We didn't know who this guy was before. Uh, before, I don't even remember when we looked it up. But it was, Tom, a, it was after it was, the, the. It was much later in the yeah, show. Yeah, after uh, one nine hundred uh, gimmick thing where he was okay. like, "Oh, what happened to the nine hundred numbers?" Yeah. Uh, anywho, so this Todd Pettengill guy uh, opened the show with a video package. Um, I guess if you're like an old school fan, you might have found this funny. Um, as somebody who didn't start watching until 2014, doesn't really affect me and does nothing for me. Um, but what does do something for me is Code Orange opening the show. Uh, as a you know, Code Orange is they've this is like their second or third performance on a takeover. Yeah, they've I done a say. lot. Yeah, and they always deliver. I think, and I thought this was probably one of their best, um, at least in terms of the actual performance itself. Obviously, it's kind of 
not as fun because there's no real live crowd there besides the um you know planted superstars um, and like the superstars either they weren't they didn't oh, care we'll, t- we'll talk or... about the crowd throughout the show yeah but like the, it was like silent from the crowd throughout this this performance yeah i mean but again to be fair they sounded good like the oh yeah absolutely good, so. and i mean i'm i'm a big code orange fan i know me and pat talked about it after the performance that pat didn't think this uh their latest album which the song is from was very good um i thought it's it was good but their worst album so far um but this this song from it, it it's a banger yeah um and so yeah uh this is what opened the show uh i think it's a, a good highlight to show the differences between how the wwe main roster treats their theme songs for pay-per-views doing like the greatest show by panic at the disco and takeover has code orange and like a a, a great performance here um i hope, I I, hope I, that I just means honest. that we're gonna have honest. that backlash uh a full performance from panic at the disco yeah you know i truly doubt it um but i will say you know wrestlemania 36 they did have a great theme song they had blinding lights by the weekend so no no harm to that banger um yeah. so our first match of the card was uh probably the best choice for first match on the card because it was the most meaningless of them all uh we had a six-woman tag team match between the teams of candice LeRae, dakota kai and raquel gonzalez versus mia yim shotzi blackheart and tegan knox uh again i said it when this match was announced, but this really just felt like a TV match. Um, I don't like, I understand why it's on this card and yes, there are storylines attached to it, but like this wasn't really a necessary match on this card. No. I mean, um, like you said, it's exactly what it was. It was a TV match. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, again, it was fine. It was like, it's never, it's not a match I'm going to ever go back and rewatch, but, and yeah. it was, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't terrible and it wasn't but... the worst match on the card. No. Um, but there was it was decently sloppy. Uh, the first, the one thing that comes to mind is Mia Yim's uh, suicide dive, <laughs> where everybody was on the outside and Mia Yim like starts like she sprints across the ring, then stops, realize that no one was yeah. paying attention, and then yeah. starts it up again and like barely makes it out from underneath the ropes. And it just is like, oh, hey, okay. I mean, just imagine if she just kept going, no one would that is caught her. That is that true. Awful. Um, but they did, you know. F- recover from that because like immediately after Tegan Knox did like a really cool uh I don't even know what it was like a, a flip like a four I don't was it like a four fifty cannonball basically. Yeah that's what it looked basically yeah. yeah that was really cool. Um I thought that looked really good. Um and eventually when it got down to it uh Candace and Mia ran off through the house set. Oh we should mention uh the big thing here is when the show opened they did have the in your house set here. So there was like a big they had like the big fake house. There's like a video screen. Um so they did have the in your house set for those who care. Yeah, which is um, awesome. Continue looking at you. Yeah, looking at you, main roster. Bring back pay per view sets. Agreed. Yeah, NXT um, always feels like amazing. It, it's always good when NXT actually brings out like a a special set, and whether I mean, it's, it, not, it's not often. <laughs> no, but like they like when they used to do like the NXT Brooklyn's. Um, like it wasn't like a super special set, but like it was different than what their normal shows were. Right. Um. So that always felt cool. Um, like putting putting a bunch of ladders up for Money in the Bank is not a set. No. I do gotta say, I, I like, agree. Do something, do something unique, something cool. You know? Yeah, especially if it's done every single year, like like the ladders, or like for TLC where they've got like the dangling chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so again, Mia and uh, Candice eventually uh, just brawl outside of the ring and through the house, uh, and so it becomes a two on two match. It's Tegan and Shotzi versus Raquel and Dakota, and eventually. Uh, Tegan and Shotzi overcome the uh, you know the heel teams here, and they pick up the win. Uh, I will take a note here and say that Tegan Knox hit a choke slam on Dakota Kai, Ugh. and I will continue to say this: I love Tegan Knox. I think she's great. She should not be doing this choke slam, not because she like does it poorly, but just like it doesn't look powerful or like an effective move. Like she like had like the her opponent has to jump up for her and then basically just fall on their back. And it's not like yeah. it's like choke slam should be done by like bigger people. And Tegan like if Raquel like Gonzalez was doing like a choke slam, that would right. make sense. But like Tegan Knox isn't like a 
big tall person so it's like it just looks it's goofy like, and like I under- it's like if it's just give johnny gargano was gonna do the choke slam yeah basically like on someone and like i understand that like kane is like her idol but like couldn't she do something else she could like do like kane gear or she could do like a tombstone or something i just feel like the choke slam isn't is that idol. really the story yes. behind that? Yeah. yeah kane's like her favorite wrestler from when she was a kid yeah, that is weird. That is really weird. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I then, mean, Kane was great back back then, but like that's just so weird. Never heard anyone say, "Oh yeah, Kane was my favorite." It yeah, was. I mean? It's because like she liked characters, and like gotcha. he he was a good character, which I agree. I think the Kane character was a very good yeah. character. I mean, yeah. Um. Um. But yeah. Uh. So, Tegan and uh, Shotzi pick up the win here. Uh, and it was a, again, it was a fine opening match. It wasn't anything special. Um, and the baby faces got the win to start the night. Um, next up after this, we had uh, Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. Uh, and the one thing to note here for entrances is Damian Priest came out in like this all white gear, which I thought looked really nice. Yes. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but like when wrestlers typically have like all black gear and then they switch it up and bring out the white, it just like it pops and it makes it look so special. Uh, people mm-hmm. who I can like point to Seth Rollins when he brought out the white gear for yes. SummerSlam that one year, the white and gold, yep. yeah, Rhea, 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 yep, Rhea. Uh, I was going to say Jay White in New Japan because he used to do yes. all black and then he did white and uh, white and red. Um, so yeah, I just again when the when the white gear comes out, it just mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh, now so, we just need to get Roman when he comes back to be on, in all white. I don't know if Roman <laughs> would pull it off. Maybe no, no, yeah, be, because he, he can come in as the white knight to save the company. Ooh. <laughs> I, you might want to try and rephrase that at a time like this. That sounds real bad. Um, anyway. Uh, I meant more with the... He, I mean, he's he's not a white person. Okay, but if know? you have to explain it, there's an issue. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys were making it a race thing. That It's totally not a race thing. He's he's not white. I don't, it's, it's just the, it's the wording. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Priest versus Balor. I thought this was, again, going into this show, I felt like this was one of the matches I didn't really care about. Um, yeah, agreed. When me and Joey... Again, me and Joey have been the ones watching NXT mainly. Um, and... I don't know. Like the whole Balor thing was weird because like they did the Balor attack, and we were like, yeah, their, their feud still makes no yeah. Sense. We were assuming that it was gonna be like played out more, and then like it took like two weeks, and they were just like, oh, it's Damian Priest, and we we're like, it was oh, okay. so underwhelming. Yeah, I do gotta admit, um, and it's, I'm still a bit confused on it because like Damian Priest was feuding with Keith Lee, and then he was just like, nah, I'm gonna go after Finn Balor now. Um, like, yeah, I mean, like, to yeah, be so fair. Like he he lost to Keith Lee multiple times. So yeah, I felt yeah. like that feud needed to end. Well, and now he just lost to Balor. But I feel so but the, the, the but I feel like him? the attack it was the attack on Finn Balor happened before he finished his feud with Keith. Yeah, Lee. I think it was like the night before. It was I think it was like the week before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So where does Priest go next? I don't now? know. I feel like he yeah. hasn't. Okay, like, well the first won like a few yeah. in a while. Well, the first thing we should say is Damian Priest lost this match. Uh, just yes. to clarify, and that's a good point. Again, before this match, um, I said I think Damian Priest should have won uh, because again, I felt like he could use the win more than Balor. Balor's kind of a made man, especially right. in NXT. Um, Absolutely. Whereas Priest still is trying to get established. Like they, they, he got a big like entrance into the um, into NXT, and then ever since then, it's kind of just felt like start stop with him, where he'll like get a push and then it'll stop, and like he'll get another like program, and then it's like nothing. And like he was in, he was featured on Survivor Series last year. Uh, he was in that triple threat where it was him, Killian Dane, and Adam Cole. But like that's has been his like biggest right. showing um, as far as I remember. I um, do want to point out, um, you know how Triple H was like interviewed on Facebook after the yeah, takeover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw on Twitter that he actually uh commented like, like made a comment about uh Damian Priest. He said even in his loss, he still looked like a star. Yeah, and I will so, say as, I mean maybe they're not done with him. No. Like you know, they, they still have hopes for like Triple H you know, I wouldn't still be, has hopes for him. Again with like the rumors of a bunch of NXT people getting called up, I wouldn't be surprised if Priest just gets moved up at this point. Um mm-hmm. he would definitely yeah. be like a, a breath of fresh air on main roster. Yeah. Um and again I do think without a doubt this is his best match that he's had in NXT. Um and he looked yeah. like a goddamn star in this match. Um and there was a very scary like the finish of this match was just brutal. Uh oh <laughs> so God. Damian Priest is going for like a razor's edge to the outside on the steel steps to Balor. And Balor reverses it. 
And Damien Priest, like, takes the bump off the apron, and he, like, lands on the steel steps, but not, like, flat on his back. Like, it, he lands on the edge of the steps with, like, oh, the bottom of his back. And just, them. like, oh, it looked. And they showed it a replay of it, and each time they showed the replay, it looked worse and worse. Like, the, the sound of it, too. Just, yeah. It just sounded brutal. Um, but he got up and got back in. Uh, so, you know, he, he, good, good for him. Uh, and then he got back in the ring and immediately took a coup de gras to the back of the head and then another yeah. coup de gras yep. and Balor picked up the win. So they did make him look yeah. strong. So he, he looked very strong. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely brutalized. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so Finn Balor picks up the win. I don't really know where Balor goes from here. Cause we'll get to it later on in the show with who, uh, where we think other people are going. I feel like, I feel like at this point they're just like doing fillers for Balor since he can't wrestle Walter. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what it feels like. So they're just kind of like giving him random things to do. So Which is I guess a shame. I guess that's the best way to explain the story like the feud between him and Priest, but Yeah, I don't know who he feuds yeah. with next, but I guess we'll find out. Um Yeah, if anything he can like take time off. That is true. Again, they don't really need him on TV all the time. So I guess we'll find yeah. out. Um Ryan, do you have anything to say about this match? I really enjoyed it. Um, I've been a big fan of Damian Priest other than his character. Uh, we said this earlier. He's got a lot going on with his character being this archer, but also like a party boy, but also like this brooding, like I want to don't want to be around people. Like he, he's a very complicated character that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, um, I agree. I can't and, get with the character. And I also said this about another person on this roster, Shotzi Blackheart who I think has way too much going on, um, which I, I think... I will still continue to point to that promo she had a couple weeks ago in the tank. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> like I if said, you she, have, she's if, got a lot going on. I think that to... tank is the most ridiculous thing. No, no, no. no she's got not, way no, too no, no, much no, no, stuff give... going on, and it does like she doesn't have a cohesive character. And that's, I feel like, she what's just, going to prevent him, him and her from like going places in... Not just like, NXT. Well, if they get one, they get out of NXT. It's going to be hard to like mesh well on the main roster where characters like really need to thrive. Is her character like she's like a rebel? I'm guessing. Is that's, that kind of like what that's it is? My understanding is that's what. Yeah, yeah. and like she's and Joe, you said the tank is is something, but I don't think you're referring to the same tank as I am. You're referring to the toy tank she rides out in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, she did a whole. I'm yeah. I'm referring. I'm referring to a promo she cut two weeks ago. It was a pre-taped yes. promo where she was riding around in like an actual military tank that she yes. called oh Blondie. Oh my god! It was yes. one of the worst things i've ever seen in my entire life yeah it's a very weird very it's cringe. like two how do, they, how do they get access to i don't that? know like they i don't understand i don't know but it's two minutes long the military just allows you to rent tanks it's like, i mean i mean there are places like that you can own own like a tank like not this is gonna be a very weird thing to know um but brad keselowski the nascar driver when he won the championship the first time uh, he bought himself a tank that he put on his front yard. Uh, he lives in Michigan. That is really um, weird. Your fun fact. Yeah, the only reason I know that is because he went on David Letterman uh, like the day or two after he won and said it, and it stuck with me. Is like why Brad Keselowski is weird is because so that was his that was his first purchase was I'm just gonna buy a tank. So yep yep. So folks, if you guys have a like a lot of money, you can buy a tank. There yeah, you go. apparently. At least in Michigan. Um, but yeah, but yeah exactly. if you haven't seen this promo, seek it out and you'll understand why I'm not really into Shotzi Blackheart. Um, at least her character, because again, it's kind of just her screaming for like two minutes and she's like, Chelsea Green, I'll run you over and ruin your makeup. And it's like, what? And then that feud went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. I don't get Shotzi's character. She's cool in the I ring. Think also, she's got a good look. I, and like, she's yeah. fun in the ring, but like her character, I don't get. Also, every time I look at her, I just think about her selling her poop. So. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look that yeah, up. That's, don't look that, that up. That's something. Please don't. It's a real thing. Um, it is, and it shouldn't be. All right, so after that, the next thing we got was, uh, oh, there, throughout the show, they were doing uh, random, like, ads. Like, they had a couple, like, WWE ice cream bar ads, like, supposed to be, like, old school, but for the new ice cream bars. 
And, Speaking of Shotzi. Uh, oh, well, yeah. So there, the first one, I don't remember who was all in the first one. But then the second one was, it was Bronson Reed by himself. And then Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. And Tegan's eating it normally. And Shotzi's just, like, crushing it up in her hands and just, like, shoving it in her mouth. And I'm like, no normal oh, person like, eats it. Who eats ice cream and, like, like that? And, like, if that's what oh. they think rebel people do or alternative people do, I, oh. I don't get it. it like... I don't see people like, I can't just imagine eating ice that. cream like, like that. Her teeth probably felt like they were going to fall. Yeah, out. Oh, like, oh, they feel God. like so cold. Oh. Um, but the other, the, the what I wanted to mention is uh, we came back from pro, uh, commercial break and Adam Cole did like a, a mock ad for Ico Pro, uh, which we had to look up because I knew that Ico Pro was a thing, but we didn't know what it was. Uh, Ryan, what was it? So it was a bodybuilding supplement that Vince McMahon had during the world bodybuilding whatever uh competition federation uh you know the very failed one of the many failed businesses uh ventures that vince mcmahon has done over the past few years um, okay well don't say few years it wasn't like it was, like it was five years past ago. a few decades yeah okay that's um, yeah and like a lot of people basically like from what i saw a lot of people said that it did not work it tasted bad it was like the worst thing possible and that the only people that used it were people that were in the bodybuilding like that specific bodybuilding thing because it was their major sponsor because it was vince's thing so yeah um so we got that, and again, that continued the trend of just trying to do like nostalgia stuff, like old school WWF stuff. Um, so from that, we went into the North American title match, which was uh, Keith Lee defending against Johnny Gargano, and Johnny had an entrance. He had like a special entrance where he was like, and en- he was like in his house in his gear, uh, and then he like walked out of his house and he came out the front door of the in your house set, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was like a random, that. random guy. Uh, so I found out who it was. Pink, the, the picture was Michael PSAs, apparently. Oh, <laughs> okay. What is that? I don't that know. Symbolize? I don't know the relevance, but I don't okay. even. I don't even have an issue. Uh, so apparently it was Michael PSAs. I could be wrong, but that's what I saw online. So I'm going with it. Um, as for Johnny's gear, I've seen two, uh, two possible answers. I've seen people saying that it's supposed to be Mandalorian. Uh, Ooh, and like I like one. looking at the gear again, I can see it. My only issue is the color scheme doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, because it was like bright white and silver. Um, and I've seen people again. This is gonna sound nerdy, but for people who've seen the Mandalorian, uh, the people that the how people are trying to interpret it is that like the white and silver that he has on is supposed to represent the Beskar uh, armor that Mando gets um, Ooh, later okay. in the show. So maybe it's that. And the other interpretation that I've seen that makes a little more sense to me, especially because of the color of Johnny's trunks, which were had a lot of red on it, uh, is mm-hmm. Ezio from the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, um, okay. So those are the two that I've seen people interpreting it as. I can kind of see arguments for both ways. Uh, either way, it looks um, really good. So yeah. this is just going to be me and I mean my thing I think it's definitely Star Wars related and the only reason I say that is because the WWE plants because every single person in that entire arena was a WWE plant uh started the chant as he came out and throughout the match at random points doing uh to the Imperial March theme Uh, from Star Wars, chanting, John, 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 he sucks, John, he sucks. If you go back, you can say that. Well, So that's my thinking, but I... It it still doesn't look like the Mandalorian to me. Right, and... Maybe it's like a storm I've never watched... I I haven't watched Mando, so I wouldn't know. Um, But from what I've gathered from that show he's not part of the imperials the color the color Um, scheme wise it makes more sense to be like a stormtrooper because it was white and like yeah yeah. i don't know but either way like i originally i have to say i thought it was originally fast oh i could i could see that that, kind of that but my thing is that wouldn't make sense because Phasma's a woman. Well, that doesn't matter. Um, he can still dress also, up as a Phasma's woman. Also, Phasma's a hard character. Well, yeah. maybe he read the comic. <laughs> I mean, books. I mean, 
That yeah. one's apparently. Yeah, I mean, guys cosplay yeah. as female characters all the Either time. Either way, and and females cosplay as male characters yeah. all the time, like Spider-Man. Exactly. If, you're, if you're listening to this and you have any guess of what Johnny Gar- Gargano was cosplaying as, feel free to tweet us at it at Deep Six Wrestling on Twitter. It's Deep Six Wrestling yeah. without the G or DM without us the G. without the G or DM us. Or yeah, DM you can us. you can join or the list. follow us on. You Facebook can join the it. many great people who have DM'd us in the past, including a man who claimed to be a former medical professional. Wait, he yep. actually DM'd Yeah, us? he DM'd us. He DM'd. So basically, folks, this is going off on a bit of a tangent. I don't remember. I, I think I was live tweeting NXT one of the weeks. Me and Joey were watching, and Chelsea Green had a match. And this random guy DMs me a picture on our on our Deep Six Wrestling account of Chelsea Green in a bikini saying, I don't even remember what the message said, but his bio said he's an ex-medical professional. And it was basically just him saying he wants to have sex with Chelsea Green. Um <laughs> nothing I tweeted had any relevance to that. So I was very confused. Uh, but So if it. you want to join the, the short list of that guy and a couple other people who have DM'd us on Twitter, feel free to do that. Um, oh, like that guy who really wanted to play Supercard with oh, us and was really yeah, annoying. Jesus Christ, Adam Fenty. Oh my <laughs> god. Is Adam Fenty. Oh, at least he followed us. Anyway. <laughs> does he still? Uh, yes, he does. Probably. Anywho, Johnny Organo versus Keith Lee for the North American title. Uh <laughs> I forgot we were talking yeah. about that. Uh, so Johnny comes out. He has that gear. Keith Lee also has special gear. He's got um, a Black Lives Matter vest on, and then he also has it on his uh, trunks on the back, which was nice to see. Um, yeah, that was awesome. And I will say, very disappointed that NXT had this was a live show, and they had no mention, as far as I was aware. Maybe Mahara said something at the beginning, but as far as I remember, there was no mention yeah, of Black Lives Matter or I any of the protests. Anything, yeah. So again, I gave AEW the benefit of the doubt since you know last week uh, their show wasn't live; it was a tape show. And since they all don't live in mm-hmm. Florida, it might be hard for them to get people together to tape. So if they don't have again, I believe this show this week for AEW is going to be live. If they don't have something on that show. Will continue to be very. They did have. They did have. Yeah, the, I, that's the... nothing. It was literally a twenty-second yeah. clip, just saying that Black Lives Matter. Again, these are multi-million-dollar. I mean, they companies. are the old, They are the only company other than Impact that has come out saying Black Lives Matter in any of their statements. Like, not not even like most of the sports leagues have said. Yeah, that. well, they should be doing better. So. Uh, and I'll continue to say that. Anyway, uh, this match was also really good. So, this is two really good matches in a row with Gargano and Keith Lee. Um, these guys had really good chemistry, and again, if you watch NXT, you should know that these guys are bound to deliver. Um, plenty of near falls here. Uh, there was a one big spot with um, Johnny hit the one final beat, and Keith Lee kicked out, and then Johnny hit like three or four super kicks in a row, and Keith Lee kept kicking out. Um, so again, made Keith Lee look pretty strong. Um, also, well, don't forget about the key. Oh, the key yeah. To his eye. So, Oh my god! Which led to the yeah. final beat. Um, yeah. Okay, so before this, I honestly at that point I thought it was gonna yeah. Be over. So I was like, should, wow, so, Johnny. So wins, Johnny man. came. Johnny Kick came out. out of the house set and he locked the house set door with a key and then directly into the camera uh, drops the key down his trunks and like mm-hmm. clearly the referee would be able to see that he did this. Uh, so the fact that this man just got away with pulling out a key later in the match and stabbing Keith Lee as in the I eye pointed out during the show is beyond me uh <laughs> some very questionable refereeing and then also Mia Yim and Candace but i mean that's that's like NXT's thing yeah that is, is that is true um but Mia Yim but can we Mia Yim that. and Candice LeRae yeah. come out continuing their brawl from before uh Mia Yim yeah, but both, no changed. Mia Yim has changed she's now just in street clothes Candace is still in her gear um, <laughs> just with the yeah, shirt well, she on still has her gear on though, so it's it was felt very weird. It felt like they were supposed to be continuing to brawl, but like they had changed and stopped. So, but they come out, and that's what leads Johnny to getting the key and stabbing uh, Keith Lee, and then one final beat kicks out and a bunch of super kicks. What were you gonna say? Uh, I do want to talk about how at one point Johnny was like going back towards the door trying to leave. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing, um, and he couldn't get in even though he had the. Key. Well, he didn't want to pull it out, so. Yeah, yeah, because maybe guess. Keith Lee didn't know he had the key. Because I mean, Keith Lee doesn't watch point, the product. Like, like Pat said, he put it down his pants in front of the camera. Like, so like Keith Lee doesn't watch the product. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I guess Why not. would he watch the product? That's really? true. Um. Anyway, uh, Keith Lee, That's I true. believe, hits two spirit bombs on Johnny Gargano, and then finishes yes. him off with the big bang catastrophe and retains the NXT mm-hmm. North American Championship. Such a good name for a move. Like and there it. was a spot where he um, he uh, pounced him out, out of a... Uh, yes, he did hit the pounce. Uh, oh, 
Yeah, 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 through the uh, the glass, the plexiglass. Yes. Yeah, which I, yeah, I it was like. a nice utilization of the plexiglass. I agree. I knew I, that. Yeah, I, I knew they were gonna do it eventually. Yeah, I, I was just kind of upset that right after they did that, like uh, Beth Phoenix yells, "That's gonna be a gif." Like that's not anybody's normal reaction <laughs> to something like that. Is that's gonna be a gif? Yeah, you know what? She sounded like a real boomer there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, especially because she's and, pro- and Beth Phoenix is our boomer. Of especially because she pronounced a gif and yes. not gif. Unbelievable. Can we do that? Can we do a, a boomer of the week? Yeah, you know that's starting week. this episode. Congratulations, Beth Phoenix. You are boomer All right, of the week. Let's see how well, how many weeks this lasts. Anyway, <laughs> oh, it's gonna um, last. Jr. Every do single your, do episode, your yeah. and at the end of the year, we'll give you an update. Jr. will win. By a long shot, <laughs> unless he gets replaced. Yes. Hashtag replace Jr. Yeah, then Alex day. Marvez will win every week <laughs> with Alex Marvez. Yes, Ooh. Alex. Alex. All right. Anyway, next up is the match we're probably going to spend the most time on: Adam Cole defending the NXT Championship in a backlot brawl against Velveteen Dream. Where <laughs> if Velveteen Dream lost, he will no longer be able to challenge for the NXT title while Adam Cole has it. What the actual fuck was this match? Who thought this was a good idea? I'm sorry. (laughs) This is beyond me. I have been saying since before the pandemic when they started this cold dream feud, it was trash then, it's trash now, and this match was trash. Like, (laughs) Velveteen first got involved with Adam Cole and, like, earned a shot at him originally before he had to earn another one because he lost a cage match to Roderick Strong, and that somehow made him like the de facto number one contender for Adam Cole's belt that originally yeah, because he, because he pinned Adam Cole in a match that Adam Cole wasn't a part of. Yeah. I don't, don't you know, that's how wrestling I have no works idea. beyond me makes no sense. And then we get Velveteen dream getting this whole push and it's like, okay, that's fine. I like Velveteen dream. And then they do the match where it was him versus Adam Cole. And it was just a mess of a match with plenty of interference from Roger Strong, Kyle, or Roger Strong, Bobby Fish, and Dexter Loomis. Yeah, that was that was something already. And then we get this match, and whoever shot this, I said this while we were watching, should not have a job behind the camera. It looked terrible. The cinematography was awful. The editing was terrible. They were cutting like every five seconds. The lighting was terrible. When the Uber spot came up as like a comedy thing, I couldn't see what was going on. It was just a random van and then it looked like they both got in and was driving away but then it's like, oh no, they're on the floor they, and it's like oh my god. This was actually let's just Let's just say let's just say they hired a high school AV Mm-mm-mm. club. Basically. A high school so, AV club they'd could actually do something. This talent. was like they put kindergartners with like Parkinson's behind the camera <laughs> and just said, "Guys, drive This was, oh my god, oh my god, the camera guns and like, are the worst. And I felt I've like I was watching Cloverfield. The camera was just shaking. Like so the cameraman to. was just like sprinting across <laughs> the parking lot, and I couldn't tell what was going on. This was so bad on like every level. It was like one of the scenes from Blair Witch Project when they were running through yeah, the woods with the, the camera. Old- as there were like two good parts about this match. Uh, Velveteen Dream showing up in like a Lamborghini uh, and just like, sure, cool, that fits the Velveteen Dream character, why not? And then Dexter yeah. Loomis showing up later, coming out and kidnap, literally kidnapping uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. He threw them in the back of a trunk and just drove off with them in the middle of the match. Those were the only two yeah, positives. And nobody and, called the yeah, cops, those were right, the but... only two positives for me. Um, Velveteen Dream yeah. showed up cosplaying Absolutely. as Negan from The Walking Dead. And he had, like, the Lucille bat and everything. And I was, again, when we were watching, I said that this was, like, five years too late. Who One, who cares about The Walking Dead that much anymore? Rob. Okay, Rob. but the, uh, it's not nearly as popular as it was when Negan was, like... What, like and remember Negan's yeah, entrance to the show? Everybody, has... like, pooped themselves over that. And, like, that was, like, one of the biggest yeah. moments in TV. And this is five years yeah, later, right. and they're trying to capitalize on something that was, like, five years ago when Negan showed up and, and did the bat thing. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? I, again, yeah. I love you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You're you were great as Negan for when I watched The Walking Dead, but this nobody cares at this point. This is a dead reference. I I guess I guess Triple H and uh, yeah, they're they're like, having uh, not up yeah, on they're pop just, culture. They're just getting to that. They're, scene. they're a little because oh, they have Shawn Michaels behind the behind the computer still typing. Uh, at least he's keeping kayfabe alive uh, with his whole. I anytime I'm with a computer, I'm going to type with my two index fingers. 
Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed <laughs> that, no uh, but uh, <laughs> WWE uh, employee slash resident smart uh, Ryan Satin tweeted out a picture smart of the Ryan three Satin. times that uh, that uh, Shawn Michaels has been seen with computer on WWE television. Uh, and in each one, he types the exact same way with the exact same expression on his face. Nice. Oh God! So, Shawn Michaels, even though he should never have come out of retirement, at least he knows when to keep kayfabe alive. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I hated this from top to bottom. This is one of my most disappointing matches, probably in NXT history. Uh, Adam Cole retained here. I could care less. I'm never going to watch this match again. And I will say right now, this is easily the worst cinematic match probably I've ever seen in wrestling. What the? This was terrible. But the positive thing is. And me and Pat were talking about this. Um, that Dexter Loomis, in a way, has claim to the title because he kidnapped Adam Cole's. Yeah, he can partners. hold them for ransom. So he could definitely hold him for ransom, and we can see a feud with him and, and Adam I, Cole. I, so, I nah, nah, that's stop, promising. Stop it! Stop it! He's gonna hold him for ransom for another title shot for uh, Bill so. Um But yeah, yeah. it'll be another back backlap brawl. Um, but yeah. I yeah, do hope uh, that. Okay, I do. I, I since I didn't get to say anything about the match, I just wanted to hop in real quick. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I agree that I I think this is the part of the day that I get to say that WWE has officially jumped the shark with uh, cinematic matches. I <laughs> and guess what? We've got another pay per view next week, and guess what? I'm still a hundred percent sure on. Uh, that the greatest wrestling match of all time will also be a cinematic match. I've been saying that since they really. announced it. Um, and I think that will, again, per, like, yeah, I'm sure these guys will have great chemistry, but I also mm-hmm. think that, one, it shouldn't be a cinematic match. And two, they've done everything that's cool. And if we're just going to have a cinematic match every two weeks at this point, like, yeah. it, it, it's it's... That's, My, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I was worried about when they first started doing. I was like, "Yeah, these are really cool. Like these match styles are really cool." But I really hope they don't like overdo it. Yeah. And I feel like at this point they are getting to that. And of course, they were good, like very good. And now we're seeing the bad. Yeah. And the bad is really, really. Yeah. Bad. And again, this isn't gonna. Yeah. This isn't me trying to make it WWE <laughs> versus AEW. Um, but you look at this. WWE's done. Just they did the one final beat. They did the Boneyard. They did Firefly Funhouse. They did um, Money in the Bank. Am I missing one? Mm-hmm. Was there another? Was there one? In where, the how bank. many were at Mania? Was there just the two? Just the two. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Money the in the two. Bank, and then the one tonight. One tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they've done five, unless we're missing one. I feel like we're not. Oh, and Edge and Randy Orton was kind no. of like a cinematic one. It was. Nah, I wouldn't count. Okay. That. Well, all no, right. I so that was really five. Count that either. So they've done five, five yeah. since April. AEW's done one, and like, yeah, AEW's only had one pay per view, but like, mm-hmm. w- they knocked they it out knocked of the park. Apart. And to WWE's credit, like the Funhouse um, and the Graveyard were absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, they definitely knocked it out of the park. They're yeah, two yeah, of like the best things in wrestling, like as a whole this year. Um, but like, I don't know, man. Like, you don't need them on every single pay per view. And we said this, like, we said that Backlash and like whatever they do next month, if it's Extreme Rules or Battleground. They don't need these these goddamn cinematic matches. You're just making it not feel yeah. special, and it's just like gonna hurt the product. Like Vince Vince at this point is like behind his computer, and he's like copy paste, copy paste, yeah. copy paste. Like he's like this is such um, shit. Yeah, what's your all? Yeah, I had said it after one final beat that they were going overboard with it, uh, and then they made like right after one final beat was made, they were like, oh yeah, by the way. We're changing the rules for Money in the Bank. It's going to be <laughs> we're climbing the corporate ladder. You have to get to the top of the uh, yeah the, the corporate headquarters. Now the match I thought was okay. I, I it wasn't it was not to the level mm-hmm. of the the first two, uh, but it was better than one final beat. I thought. I think it had it had its moments. moments. Yeah, well. it, it wasn't very... good, but it it was yeah. questionable. Um, but yeah, so. That's our thoughts on cinematic matches. I think we all agree that this gets a thumbs down. Um, yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anywho, so Adam Cole retains. That's basically all that matters. And again, it looks like um, Dexter Loomis is probably getting the next shot. So good for that. 
which I'm cool um, with. After this, we got yeah, another absolutely. Todd Pettingill thing, uh, and this was the this was yes. the one that we figured out who he was. Uh, he did some stupid comedy bit about 900 numbers not working, and then it cut to DX backstage. And yeah, AOL, and he, yeah, AOL, AOL chat, chat rooms. rooms, and it cut backstage to DX just like trying to use a dial-up computer. And Triple H is just banging on it like a gorilla. Road dog looks like Santa Claus and knocks down a sign in the background. And Shawn Michaels, like Ryan said, is typing with his index fingers. Um, so sure, you know what? This was inoffensive, and it was it was at least like like a funny moment. It was just like okay, it's a bunch of boomers on a computer. Um, again, Road dog, Road dog, still looks not old as good of a boomer. Like, as... He looks like yes, that man. That man looks like he's going to end up in like a home soon. Um, <laughs> They all look like they wanted to be in a home soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next up, we got Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Cross came out first. Uh, he had Scarlet there. Um, they did their big entrance. Scarlet's no longer lip syncing the whole way out. She only hit lip syncs like when she gets in the ring. Still looks cool. I like it. It's really over the top. It's really excessive. Um, but I think in a good way. It's just like so like crazy. Like this again. This like this looks like a created entrance gone like like to the highest degree in 2K. Um, However, you probably wouldn't be able to do it in 2K because it would lag. Like yeah, crazy. that's fair. Um, As somebody who created a bunch of entrances that lag like crazy when we used to play 2K. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, as a whole, good presentation here. Um, the match. It was a squash match, basically. Um, Champa got in offense, but it was it was again it was just carrying cross running through. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, it was just carrying cross running through him, and uh, he, you know he got um the only real like memorable offense I remember from uh, Champa. He hit Willow's bell, and then he hit like a V trigger, and that was it. Um, the rest of this was just all carrying. Um, so it was decisive. Uh, cross picked up the win when he hit his F five, and then he hit the or he locked in the cross jacket, and he won via ref stoppage. So, uh, yeah, carrying cross continues yeah. to dominate, and he's knocked off Ch- uh, Tommaso Ciampa in his NXT Takeover debut, which is definitely a uh, an accomplishment to have. Since I believe they said in the promo package, Tommaso said this was his thirteenth. Yeah, thirteenth, lucky yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was definitely a brutal match. Um... But I, yeah, I, I thought it was good. You know, it really showed uh, cross, like Cross's like potential and like what he carries and what he brings and his his force and his dominance. Um, I thought the F five he did was actually like pretty dominating because like how Lesnar does it, he like lays, he like sit, you know, he like lays out with with you. Like this one, he just kind of like dropped him, and while he was still standing. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Wardlow's uh, F ten. That, that was really cool. Uh, in AEW, um, yeah. So and, and I like I think Wardlow's is really dope looking. I think it's better than uh, Lesnar's as well because Lesnar's kind of looks lazy um, because like well, he now, just falls well, in, over. In yeah, compared to in yeah. today's, like, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say in today's. I I I like when they do like the video packages of like Lesnar in the past, like when he was at uh, Mania where he beat. Uh, What's his name? Angle. Like yeah. he he looks ferocious there. Now he just kind of mm. is just like, oh, I'm old. I'm tired. I'm getting paid two point yeah. five million dollars right. per per appearance, basically. Right. If you if you go back to like 2005 and see his F5, it's absolutely brutal. Yeah. But but he was also in a lot better shape. Yeah, that's better. yeah. And again, he was also <laughs> younger. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Right. And had passion for the uh, Anyway, so Cross picks up the win here. Uh, obviously, I think the right person won. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, I am interested to see what the hell they do with Tommaso Ciampa now. Uh, yeah, um, because like this is a huge name to like have or get like squashed. Um, I think, like I said, I think this is the right booking decision. Like, I think that if you want to make Killer Cross be their carrying cross, be like the next big thing, no pun intended. Um, he deserves to destroy basically one of the faces of NXT. Mm. Um, and it makes a statement and, you know, uh, but at this point, like the last person I can remember that like got squashed at a takeover was Cassius Ono to what's his name? Uh, Matt Riddle. 
Um, and you know, I I just hope that that's not what where we're going. Okay, to well, 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 they're not I, doing that. <laughs> I can't I can't think of I can't think of anything that Tommaso Ciampa can well, do. Well, I can tell you that left. they're not they're not. And turning, considering he says that he doesn't want to go, they're not turning roster, Tommaso Ciampa into like, a jobber. <laughs> and if you if, no, if you if no, Tommaso is easily not. like the, one of the best, if not the best NXT champion of all time. This isn't them just squashing him for no reason. There's obviously I don't this might no, not even no, be the end I, of the I story. Agree. These I two agree. could have another match down the line. These two Yeah. And I stick I stick with it when I say this. Um I believe he will truly live and die in NXT. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Chompa's made that clear. Even if even if he does like have a change of heart, like I just cannot see him being successful. Again, I think on there's a the main roster, and that's not his no, fault it's not. at all. I think it's just how, if you look in the how you see people are booked, how small. Yeah, but again, that's a booked. good point to discuss. You know Possibly, I mean? we might, maybe we'll talk about it in the future. But again, there's a lot of people on the NXT roster, and not just Johnny, him, Johnny as well. Him, Johnny, Johnny as him, well. Johnny, and even Cole. Cole. That to me, they're all very small guys um, who on main roster would yeah. be. They'd have a much harder time, uh, I think, getting to where they are in NXT, their position wise. Like, yeah, they're presented as superstars in NXT, but you look at somebody like Neville or Sami Zayn, like how they were presented in NXT, or Ricochet, Ricochet, how they were presented. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. And like Balor, yes, he did. Like when he first came up, he was positioned as like the next guy, but he got injured. And then when he came back, he never got, he never got to that. They didn't do anything with him. I mean, they could easily put him back in. And yes, he had that one match with Lesnar that everybody points to, but that's one match and he didn't win. Yeah, and and everyone and besides that, all he did was like hold the IC title, and um, like when and nobody even remembers his reign. It was immediate. I totally forgot that he had. So yeah, and and, again, it wasn't even on him. It's definitely it's definitely something to worry about when you're a smaller guy who's in NXT as like one of the top guys. Like Mm -hmm. so, we'll see how it happens. But I yeah, it's totally understandable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Road Dog put it best the other day in that interview they did, where he said that uh, Adam Cole would have been called up already and been world champion if he was yeah, the, ta- I mean, if he was if he was a few if he was a few inches taller or had the build of Karrion Cross. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely just some truth yeah. to that. So, yeah. um, I mean, absolutely not wrong. Uh, so from there, we went on to our main event of the show, and this was around like 840, 850-ish, so we knew we were going to be getting out of here pretty early. Uh, and uh, first mm-hmm. things first, they showed Code Orange behind the plexiglass in the crowd, um, and then they also showed us Robert Stone. They did they went around the crowd showing a couple people, and Robert Stone was just like weeping on like the side. <laughs> Intoxicated, yeah. it looked um, like. I'm ta- I butcher call it. I know that Pat... And Joey said that they don't like Robert Stone or Chelsea Green's thing. I think Robert Stone currently is the best character in WWE. Dexter NXT Loomis. De- Dexter Loomis would Ooh. like a word with you. Ooh, what are you doing? Uh, I, I think that this downfall, descent in the madness. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. I th- they, they wouldn't <laughs> have built this up, like giving him a spot at Takeover for I, no apparent reason. I disagree. Really, really. Remember, remember the Hideo Itami attack angle. They never played I mean, that off. And don't say Hideo left. Hideo was think- still around. Hey, remember? No, no. When- I was gonna say he he just kept on. But getting he came back, and, and they could have done something, and they never did. Hey, remember when they uh, paid a bunch of money to Rob Gronkowski? That's to that's a different that's a different post WrestleMania. That's, a, di- that's then, a different runner. That and then uh, again, release him. That's that's something totally different. That's not just th- saying. That's not Triple H's call. I don't know. Again, I don't think I don't. I mean, I, I trust I, Triple H. Point, looking at what NXT's been the past like two months, I don't. Yeah, Dexter Loomis is yeah. is way higher. And he, so I, I think I, Dexter Lewis. I think he's yeah, Dexter Lewis for me is definitely the better character right now in NXT. Robert Stone is just there, and like his promos, I don't enjoy them, and I don't enjoy the Chelsea Green character that he has, where they're just like, "I'm hot, I'm in a bikini." Ha 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 ha. Well, I think that's that's what it's going to lead to is he's going to come up with something better, but obviously not with her. I don't know who he goes with, but know. honestly. They like them like apart. I think actually hurts both of their characters. Like I can't see what they yeah, do Chelsea, apart. Like, well, I know that together I know they had that like, the big the, rumor is that awful, like, Chelsea is going to go to the main roster and be 
uh, Charlotte's well, new last. You see, that's not the rumor. The, the rumor is that Chelsea's oh. going up to main roster. People were just speculating, like fans were speculating that she was going to be oh. Charlotte's lackey. There's no confirmation on that. Okay, because I know that that's what she kind of hinted is that she wants to be with Charlotte because Charlotte helped make a name for her, not Robert Stone. Okay, well, um, anyway, that's besides the point. The main event is Charlotte Flair yeah. defending the NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai versus uh, and Rhea Ripley. Sorry. Uh, what's worth noting here is that they mentioned that Charlotte Flair has been in a total of 66 Women's Championship matches uh, during her time oh in WWE. Oh, God, 66. Yeah, she record. started wrestling in 2012. That has to be like a women's uh, It's definitely up there. Um, it's insane. And, you know, again, I will live and die on the hill that I think Charlotte Flair is the best women's wrestler of all time. But come on, man. In, mm-hmm. like, the short mm-hmm. time span that she's had from NXT yeah, to now, it's like that, that when you have so many other women, like, it just – it's a lot. Um, anyway, uh, this match was easily – again, I think this was the best match on the show. Um, these three mm-hmm. all clicked. I think everybody knew it was going to be a good match. It was just, you know, everybody's up in the air about what the finish is going to be and who's walking out with the title. Um, but there was – again, they all worked really well together. Uh, at one point, Charlotte actually, like, fully lifted Rhea off the ground, just, like, tossed her into the plexiglass, which, like, really showed off how strong Charlotte is that she can lift up Rhea Ripley, who's, like mm-hmm. – yeah, I think Rhea's absolutely. probably bigger than Charlotte is, at least like muscle wise. Um, yeah, she's tall, like they're oh, both yeah. tall, but I think Rhea has more like body mass. Um, yeah, and then yeah, Shirai was basically just flying all over the place and doing like crazy shit. Um, and the, again, the most mm-hmm. notable thing she did was uh, she climbed up. She so Charlotte tosses her through like the fake window set of the house, and she ends up behind the house. And then Rhea and Charlotte are brawling on the floor, and you see Io like on top of the house uh, stage. And she does a giant crossbody off the top of the house, which is a really cool visual. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So cool that was definitely really good. Um, I don't really remember. There was a lot going on. Uh, there was oh the Charlotte had a couple of spears that weren't her best spears. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say that I feel like we say that. I don't know. I don't Charlotte mind Charlotte's spears. Spears, yeah. but like she's. she's- She's, uh, I don't like her spears at I think all. she's like Yeah, I agree she's inconsistent. Um, Rhea hit a riptide off the top uh, top rope like she did to Shayna to win the title um, on Charlotte, and EO broke it up at like the last second. It was a close one. Um, yeah, and then like the that. finish came when uh, oh, uh, Charlotte had Rhea Charlotte. in the figure eight, and it looked like Rhea was going to tap out, and then EO hit a big moonsault. Um, to hit Ripley, and I when it happened, <laughs> it looked like Rhea or Io just landed on Ripley's face, which, like, if she did, that would be brutal. I feel like that would hurt a lot. Um, <laughs> but Io pins yeah. Rhea Ripley, uh, one, two, three, and Io Shirai is the new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, so I was happy with this because Io, Io was the one well I wanted deserved. to win this. Well, because uh, I think Rhea winning, uh, would be would raise the question of why did Rhea lose in the first place. Um, right. And Charlotte winning would have just been and bad because uh, I don't want to see. Yeah, yeah I don't want to see Charlotte more NXT anymore. Um, that being said, I don't know what Charlotte does on Raw right now. I guess we're gonna get Charlotte versus Oscar after Charlotte and Nia. So yay! Because like, you a, mean, imagine yeah, sorry, and Oscar. Imagine if Charlotte didn't beat, like, did beat them. Like, you would question, like, okay, then who's gonna beat yeah. her for the for the title? I don't know. That's like, just like, the position I mean, we're like... in with Charlotte. She's like ran through everybody. Um, I think you know what best case well, scenario. I mean, like, like she said, like she said, the sports key to Jerry Cassidy or whatever. She wants to go it's after a men's happen. title. Um, I think best case scenario, and this is gonna probably piss some people off, but I think Oscar retains over Nia. And then SummerSlam, you probably do Asuka and mm-hmm. Charlotte. I'd say Charlotte beats Asuka, and then your next program for the fall should be Bianca Belair and Charlotte. And you have Bianca take it from Charlotte, because Bianca's doing nothing on Raw right now. She's barely on the yeah, show. Yeah, I feel you like should they build should her utilize. Up, like, have, again, do Bianca of, have, like, yeah. Bianca can have, like, solo feuds, like, on Raw, like, throughout the summer, and, you know, on kickoffs for pay-per-views. But she should definitely be like the next pet project they have of getting over because Bianca is like a star ready to be born. This is what I hate. And I'll always continue to hate about WWE is their call-ups for the most yeah, part. Again, like 
some call-ups, they just don't yeah, utilize look, them whatsoever. Bianca debuted at WrestleMania, like, and I bye. said it on our WrestleMania like review show. I said like I I didn't really like that she got called up on WrestleMania like that. And it's like it's come it's my, my like it's come to fruition. She's not on Raw anymore. She's just not there. Like they brought her in with mm-hmm. the Street Profits, and it looked like she was going to be paired with them. They did like she had like one match yeah. on Raw, one or two. And then she's just been gone. She hasn't been on. And she hasn't been, like, associated with the Street Profits. She hasn't been in any of, like, the segments with her or with them and, like, the Viking Raiders. So, like, right. she's just not there. I think she's just wrestling on main event and, like, nobody watches that show, um, which is a damn shame. Yeah, but, no. but But, Pat, yeah. she goes here now. Um, so, again, ideally, I think as much as I, like, I want to have Asuka have a lengthy reign, maybe, I mean, they could always have Bianca take it from Asuka, but I think Charlotte is going to need to get back in a title picture just because of Charlotte. Um, and... Mm. She doesn't, like, it's she like, doesn't it's like need she to can, be there. Yeah, but it's not like she can yeah. like unless, mid, unless she forms like a tag like, belt. Like a mid, to be fair, mid she, card if, belt. Yeah, if her and Chelsea, yeah, her and Chelsea. Can go the women's tag title, so sure. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. And they, it, like she hasn't held that belt sure. yet. There you go. And it gives other people a I mean, chance to be fair, a real title. I know for a fact that if Charlotte wins the women's tag titles, you're going to complain. Um, uh, depend, depends. No, like, no, no, no. You'll it, I'm fine with her. <laughs> I don't complain. Uh, like, I don't hate her as a wrestler. I just hate that she's pushed yeah, to the so, goddamn moon over okay, other well, there's people other that women's deserve tag it. Teams that Nobody else. The, uh, the iconic? I think so. I mean, as we've stated, I mean, their first reign meant absolutely nothing. Another ring won't mean anything. You need something to actually build up that division, and Charlotte could be a good person to build it up. Like NXT didn't need like somebody to come in and build it up, like the women's division up. It's already like one of the top divisions in the entire wrestling world. Like, how are you gonna have like a women's like tag title with like? And again, three they said that it's teams. supposed yeah. to be defended on all brands. And, they, and remember, they also had more. They had more teams at one. Well, they time broke up, man. They, they broke them up. Yeah, and then, but even most of those teams, like some of those teams, I mean, were just you're not wrong. Like there was like Naomi and yeah. Lana were a team technically. Carmella and Dana Brooke have been a team. Mandy <laughs> nope. and Sonya were a team. Oscar and Kyrie, the Iconics, nope. Alexa and Nikki, Charlotte and Becky teamed up. Uh, Sasha mm-hmm. and Bailey. They had teams, but like a bunch of them have either split up or they're just not using them. So, and most mm-hmm. likely Sasha and Bailey yeah. are going to up again. Um, and you also had the one time that they were defended in NXT where it was Dakota and Tegan and yeah. they're both well, to be fair, Yeah, but again, them breaking up makes a little more sense. So, story. I have a question. Yeah. Does there come a point to the whole build-up between Sasha and Bailey turning on each other to where you, um, you just don't care anymore? Yes. Because I, I feel like this is like long over. If, if they don't break up when they way. drop these tag titles, then, then it's gone on too long. Yeah, like you like Bailey, Bailey, like, and uh, I think like the when sole reason you get to the point where it when does yeah, happen, and like, again there will eh. be people who defend it saying, "Oh, it's long term booking." That's not really what long term booking is. Like it has to be consistent and it has to be no. engaging. And I don't know, they've just been teasing it for like, yeah, it feels really like years not... now, and it's like that's not yeah. what we care about really. Um, and yeah, and they don't even like tease and it. The majority, good, though, like, the majority of the I mean, they do like Twitter. They... It's on social media and like with Sasha and Bailey commenting on each other's posts for the most part. That's not what it should be. It should be on your yeah. show. It shouldn't be required for you to follow yeah, them on social exactly. media. Exactly. I do. I, I do have to say though that um, if you watch, and I know you're going to say you shouldn't have to watch on social media, um, but their picture, like photo shoot. Oh thing no! This isn't. This isn't teasing the their title. breakup. That's literally just them hinting about. No, 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 no. If you if you watch the whole thing, um, so, uh. Bailey goes to Sasha and she's like, Sasha, can you help me with this belt? Because she's trying to put on the new tag team belt. And Sasha goes to put, to undo the main belt. Uh, and she, like the entire photo shoot, like whenever they're next to each other, the only thing Sasha does is look at the, the blue belt. Okay, but so again, they are aired on your main program. Like that shouldn't be just like... yeah. No, I I agree. I agree, but they are hinting at it other ways than just. I don't like, know. It could be done better, and like Joey media. said, it's been way too long. Um, and again, at this point, if they don't do it soon, it's going to run the course. Um, anyway, what'd you got, uh, Ryan? I'll ask you first. How would you rate this pay per view as a whole? 
Uh, I would give it a thumbs in the middle. I thought it was like kind of lackluster takeover compared to others. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, thumbs in the middle as well. Um, so like, I don't know. The cinematic match really killed me, and um, that's like a big reason why it's a thumb in the middle. Um, if obviously if that was the only match on the takeover, it would get like a thousand thumbs down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the but the uh, women's match definitely saved it, and um. Also, um, Cross and, uh... Champa. Uh, Champa, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'd also... Yeah. I'd also be going thumbs, thumbs in, the in the middle. middle. Uh, nothing really too special outside of the women's main event. Um, and then the two, um, Gargano Lee and Priest uh, Balor for me. Um, it's definitely like a mid to lower tier takeover, which sucks, but it is what it is. Um, but that's going to yeah. do it for this podcast episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to. We're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Anchor, and TuneIn. Um, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling without the G. Like Ryan said earlier, you can go find us on Facebook. Um, and we also have a YouTube. All of the links for our stuff will be in the episode description. So check it out there. Um, as always, we'll be back on Wednesday slash Thursday morning uh, with our NXT AEW recap show uh, and any news that's come up in the week. So join us there. And is Backlash next Sunday? Oh, so we'll probably have our Backlash yes. next two on Wednesday. So join us then. Um, yeah. We'll have predictions yep. and we'll have a punishment to go over. Um, so yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us, I guess. Uh, this went pretty smoothly, pretty quick. No complaints here for me. Um. Yeah. 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 That is true. That makes my life a lot easier. You'll just have to edit out my what comment was comment. that? Oh, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably okay, not well, gonna edit go. that out to be honest. Um. Okay. I I understood what you meant after like oh. once I stopped talking and like had to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh, um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, again, we'll be back on Wednesday uh, or Thursday, depending on where you are. Um, so join us then, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to. Rate it if you can. I know you can on Apple. I don't know if you can on other things. But yeah, uh, we'll talk to you then, uh, and thanks for listening.